live and pre-recorded. This is the Red Ticket Blues Podcast. I am Brian Buckley. This is being recorded on April 23rd to hit the internet on April 24th. How's everyone doing today? Lots to talk about. A busy show as always. Lots of things to go over. We will, by the way, today is April 23rd. The Wells investigation on deflated footballs from the New England Patriots began on January 19th. We are still awaiting word on that investigation. Let's quickly run down some of the things we're going to talk about tonight. There is, well, my personal life, obviously. Got to see Mariano Rivera and Joe Torre talk at a discussion, not a Mongo discussion, but a actual professional discussion at Southern Connecticut State University, just about their lives, about uh, the game of baseball itself. We'll talk about Brian Price, the Reds manager, who just can't stop swearing. Well, he stopped eventually, but it was a bad showing. We all know. If you haven't heard, you'll hear it here, own only here, and other 5,000 publications. We'll also talk about something that already happened as well. Paul Pierce, uh, I like Paul Pierce because he's kind of an asshole, Say ha- said some things about his former teammates of the Brooklyn Nets, uh, Darren Williams and Joe Johnson, and I don't like Darren Williams. I'm, I'm a little biased, as you can tell. I, I don't play it both ways when I say I don't like Darren Williams. We'll talk about the resurgence of Derrick Rose. We'll also talk about the only series that isn't two to nothing as of this being recorded the Clippers and the Spurs and we'll also discuss uh, the UConn head coach Kevin Ali back and forth back and forth is he going is he staying it's a great question we don't know but obviously we begin with football and what happened was the Patriots visited the White House today and Okay, meet them. Let's. All right, we can meet them. I'm I'm all I'm all about meeting them. Yes, I will meet the New York Mets because New York Mets. Listen, do not adjust your earbuds. The New York Mets are the best team in baseball. This is not 1986. Doc and Darren aren't sniffing rails. This is a new team. This is a team predicated on huge pitching, not a lot of power. This team. Just won their 11th straight baseball game today. Now, they've been criticized. I don't know. You can't really criticize. Criticized by people that want to criticize them just because they're fans and they want to be stupid. Criticized that their schedule has been a little weak. And it kind of has. But you're supposed to win those games. You can only win who's on your schedule. Cliche city. You win the. You don't win the games you don't play. Uh, okay? So... I don't know what to say. The, the, the Mets look great. Matt Harvey, he's looked amazing. He, he's he's actually had a few hiccups along the way. And they're doing this without Henry Mejia, who's out for 80 games with the steroids. David Wright, who's on the DL. Travis Darnot is out for the foreseeable future. After, what did he break his, uh, he broke his hand, correct? Yeah, broke his hand. And also the, the, the pitcher they lost. You know, for someone who listens to sports radio, New York sports radio all day, you think I'd know uh, Blevins. There we go. Uh, I think I'd know that right off the top of top of my head. Bad job out of me. Bad job. But what isn't a bad job is the Mets. They have guys that are hitting. I mean, Lucas Duda. Lucas Duda's batting three fifty one. It's April twenty third. Understood. You, OPS nine sixty six. I know these off the top of my head. I'm not looking at the Mets MLB page right now at all. Not at all. But what can you say about the Mets? And 
the Mets need to face someone of some real ilk to legitimize what they're doing right now. Mets fans, you know what, maybe maybe the Mets won't have to do these dopey promotions like sleeping in the ballpark anymore. Maybe they can get people into the stands to actually see this team play. I'm just kidding. You know, Mets fans deserve this. They do. They've gone through so much shit with that ownership. The the, the Basically, Murphy's Law, whenever it comes to the Mets, 12 months a year. Whatever can go wrong will go wrong. Whatever Omar Minaya did was wrong, but there were some things that he did right because a lot of this core is under the Minaya watch of scouting. This team is young. They look like they don't fear anything. You have an aging Bartolo Colon being probably the best pitcher on the staff. Matt Harvey, like I said before, had has hit some bumps, but he's been pretty dominant as well. Jacob deGrom, has, I don't think he's given up a run in about 18 innings. I mean, that... I don't care how good or bad your offense is. When you have pitchers doing what they do, I mean, it's some have even said that they may take over as the team of New York. But okay, all right, maybe, maybe not. You know what would be great? Subway Series this weekend, and this is the first time in a long time I've been excited about the Subway Series because, you know, a week ago. Me and every other Yankee fan, or a lot of Yankee fans, I shouldn't say that, but a lot of Yankee fans had this team dead. It was early, but they looked ugly. Early, ugly, and often. Team was bad. And all of a sudden, they're getting... You look at their averages here. I mean, Chris Young is batting 357. That same Chris Young, who once played for the Nye Mets. He's got four home runs. Chris Young is 400 runs on April 23rd. He's got nine RBIs. And oh, our old friend, JD, JD, no, his younger brother, Stephen Drew, he's batting his normal 178. That's got, like I said, can he bat his weight for the year? We, if he can do that, we're impressed. He's got four home runs, eight RBIs. And Alex Rodriguez, love him, hate him. His average has dipped a little, but still, he's got four home runs, 11 RBIs, and uncharacteristically, Alex Rodriguez is getting. Big hits in big spots. Yes, 2009 happened. We're all aware of it. But I'm just saying in general, A-Rod is not known as the most clutch person on the human on, human on the planet when it comes to big hits. He's got 13 walks, too. It's noticeable how good his eye is these days. He's got 17 strikeouts, too, but what are you going to do? And everyone wanted to march Tanaka into a hospital and just start cutting him open. Yankee fans didn't even give a shit at any point. They just they just wanted to cut something. I bet you most fans didn't even know what they're supposed to cut. They just said he needed the surgery. And what has he done? Well, against Tampa Bay last week, put up a goose egg. Today, pitched brilliantly against the Tigers. 6.1 innings pitched, 3 hits, 1 run, 6 strikeouts. His ERA now is less than Mr. Matt Harvey's. Now, and that's not taking anything away from Matt Harvey. He had a bad week, and it's he had a bad game last week. Four runs. wasn't terrible. But he also, uh, I guess he had strep throat or some sort of condition where he shouldn't have pitched. I don't know. I'm really not into excuses unless you're Jordan winning uh, games in the finals with the flu. Other than that, keep it to yourself because no one really gives a shit. It's after the fact. Listen, I'm, 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 I'm trying a new mantra where I don't rip guys as much and have these jealous... BS little you know, rants because it sounds it sounds juvenile. So, giving Matt Harvey is due, but we don't need to hear that. You're sick. You're sick. Keep it to yourself. No sympathy points. 
oh well if he didn't pitch yeah he's really sick yeah stop no one cares but they're playing this week and I'd love to go, but the tickets are a bit expensive. It's going to be a little cold. But there was one game that I went to years ago, and I'm sure you're dying to know about the one game I went to. Well, you're in luck because I'm going to tell it. It was a game, and this is a long time. I was living with my parents, and it was a game in the middle of the summer, you know, when they used to play the Subway Series, not in April and in September. And I just got these tickets randomly. I think it was in the bleachers at the old Yankee Stadium, uh, $30 for three tickets. Bought it on eBay. I was supposed to pick it up at a bar in Manhattan. So me and my friends, we got loaded the night before, real drunk. And we woke up very hungover, very, very hungover. And I think we, none of us wanted to go, but we went anyways. Bought the tickets, we're going. So we ended up going to this bar. It was one of those odd bars that you have to be 23 and over to go to, which I don't even know. Yeah, we were 23, so we were able to get in. I think one of us was 23, just 23, so we just made it, but... Get in, get the tickets, doesn't want any money, so just pay the guy who bought it from on eBay. Okay, whatever. We go to the game, we're sitting there in the hot sun, there is no shade, there are no clouds in the sky, it's a beautiful day, and we are just being destroyed by the sunlight. It is just, it's minimizing us as humans. It is terrible. And just imagine that in conjunction with being outrageously hungover. I think we had a, f- a couple beers, but it was just like, I've never not wanted a beer more in my life. It was terrible. And I don't even remember what happened in the game. Who gives a shit? But what happened was, I forgot to pay the guy. So I think he's, then he sent me an email, uh, still waiting for that money, $30. I said, okay, whatever. Forgot about it again. He And then he actually called my parents' house, because that's the number I had on eBay, and said... We want the money, or we're going to pay a nice little visit. I think he left a message. So this guy was going to drive all the way from New York City to collect his $30. $30. And by the way, the email I had, the, the address I had on eBay was a P.O. box. So I'd like to see him standing outside the P.O. box, accosting every person that went in there, waiting to find either one of my parents or myself picking up the mail. That should have been great. I actually wanted to do that, but I think I was smarter and ended up paying the $30 and let bygones be bygones. We moved on with our life. We don't keep in touch anymore. Not anymore. Uh, we're not even friends on Facebook. So, But that was my one experience at the Subway Series. Hopefully the next one I have will be better than that because that was pretty awful. But I'm very excited to see what happens this week. I mean, I have not been this excited about the Subway Series since maybe Clemens and, and Piazza, the, the, those eras uh, it's going to be great. The Yankees are 9-7, and seven, so they've turned it on. They won six out of the last seven games. I mean, granted, some of them are against the Rays, but, I mean, these are against it. They should have swept the Tigers. They should have swept them. They should have swept the Detroit Tigers. When, yeah. when are we going to see Pineda pitch? Uh, who's tomorrow? It's DeGrom and Pineda, evenly matched. Then you got CC and Harvey. CC is not who he used to be, even though he pitched a great game in his last start. You have to give him credit. He's, he's no longer an ace, but he did pitch like an ace the other day. He really did. And then the Sunday night game is sort of let down. It's, uh, who's it, Nice versus Evaldi. And watch that one be the best pitch game up till 2 in the morning. 8 o'clock game. So, very excited what's going on in New York City this weekend. Baseball is, baseball is back. Well, having both teams relevant again does make baseball a lot better. It makes social media, makes bar stools, it makes everything better. So people can, yeah, who, who likes somebody? You know, everyone's got an opinion. 
We want to hear them all, as absurd as they are. Now, staying in baseball, uh, Reds manager Brian Price earlier this week, if you haven't heard, unleashed a fury of expletives at reporters for seemingly, you know, unimportant or really not out of line issue regarding a availability of a player. Uh, 77 F-bombs. And the audio, you can hear a little bit of it here. I'm not going to play all of it, but here's a little snippet if you haven't heard. But I've been as candid as I can be about this team and our players, and we got to deal with this. Every team that we play has to know every guy that's here and what they can and can't do. Me. It's a disgrace. I'm sick of this. It's hard enough to win here to have every opponent know exactly what the we bring to the table every day. It's I don't like it. That's what I'm saying. Make it very clear. I don't like the way that this is going at all. And make it a world event. How the do we benefit from them knowing that we don't have Devin Masarocco? How do we benefit from that? They benefit from it. I just want to know how we benefit from these people knowing that we don't have a player here. I don't, just don't know if that's what we're supposed to do. Are we supposed to open up everything here for everybody to know all the time? Now, at the time of this recording, the Cincinnati Reds are 8-8. Eight and eight. Now, and if I were the manager of the Reds and I was planning on being there a long time and knowing that Joey Votto was signed for the gross domestic product of some countries, I'd be pissed off too. But when you go into one of these tirades... And you use that sort of language. And I don't want to sit here as if I'm Mother Teresa looking down on coaches, managers, players using expletives. I mean, listen to this podcast. I swear sometimes. But when you're a manager of a professional baseball team you and you do something that big, you realize that that is going to stay with you forever. No matter what you do, you are going to be known by that. Now, in his case, one of the lucky things was that he did not... <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. Okay. Well, let me tell you, actually, seeing I'm laughing in the middle of something. My father asked me earlier if I was going to watch The Journey tomorrow night with Diane Sawyer. And I said, is that about her life? And he just said, it's the long-awaited interview with Bruce Jenner. Because that is what we needed to hear, I think, as a society. I think I should probably tell my parents that we should watch it as a family because it's important. God, I can't think of anything less important than Bruce Jenner's sexual transformation. If he's happy... Congratulations to Bruce Jenner. He got away from that wretched family, those money-grubbing, disgusting people, and he's a woman now. Girl power. Uh, what we talked about? The Reds. He's going to be known for that forever. Look at Hal McCray. Hal McCray played in baseball. He had a son who played in baseball. He was a manager in baseball. And you look up Hal McCray, you know what you're going to see? You're going to see a Wikipedia page of Hal McCray, because that's the first thing that comes up when you look up anybody. You're going to see baseball reference. Then you're going to see probably a link to when he went crazy on reporters. First, another thing that was just a seamless little thing. It was something about pinch hitting a guy in the seventh inning. Why the why the fuck am I going to uh, pinch hit so-and-so for so-and-so? He just sort of snapped. It was as if, as if they told him they were going to chop his penis off or something. He went from a normal guy to just crazy in, in a nanosecond. As if they were told him they were going to kill him. He'd start throwing phones. If you've never seen that clip, I'm not going to play it here because the, the, you need the visual. You need to look up the Hal McRae video if you've never seen it. Just put in Hal McRae. It'll show up. He's known for that. 
He played all those years. He managed. I mean, Al McCray. Oh, yeah, he threw that phone at reporters. That guy walked out bloody. That's what Brian Price is going to be known as now. This is his first managerial gig. He's his second year. He'd been a pitching coach before. And you do something like this? Are you trying to get fired? Are you trying to be blackballed from the game? I don't know, maybe that's a little bit strong, but... Do you realize how stupid that is? I don't know. Maybe he doesn't like Cincinnati. I've never been there. I probably wouldn't like it either. Completely ridiculous statement seeing I've never been to Cincinnati. Maybe it's a great place. It's along a river, right? The Ohio River? Correct? You'd think I'd be better with this answering all those questions and trivia crack and dominating. I love answering questions that 12-year-olds in Holland made up. All right. Moving on, we go to the NBA, a topic that I always say, hey, I follow the playoffs. I don't follow the regular season that much. I have watched a little of the NBA. I've watched a little of the NBA, and one of the things I liked about what happened had nothing to do with what even happened on the floor. It was Paul Pierce talking about his former team, the Brooklyn Nets. Now, Paul, for a long time, obviously, had played with the Boston Celtics. He said that basically Ray Allen's a fraud. Uh... I'm paraphrasing there. He just said he wasn't one of us. He wasn't a cool guy. He wasn't He wasn't really... This Now, this has nothing to do with Brooklyn Nets. I'm all jumping all over the place, but this is going back to the Brooklyn, uh, to the Boston Celtics. And I'd actually heard this about Ray Allen living in Connecticut. He always wins these good guy bullshit awards every year. Well, you know, he went to a few food drives. He visits some kids in the hospital. A few instances of Ray Allen just being a... Just a kind of a rotten guy. Maybe not rotten, but just an arrogant athlete. When, when I'm sure he gets requests from people every day. Oh, hi, hi, right, picture. And people with picture phones nowadays, they want it even more, I'm sure. But it's an instance of an ex-girlfriend of a friend living out in Seattle when he was with the Sonics. She was from Connecticut. She had just moved out there. And she said, oh, wow, I saw him, saw him in a supermarket. And said, oh, wow, I'm from Connecticut. Are you who I think I think you are? And he just looked at her and said, huh, probably, and walked away. Second-hand account. I was not there. I've also heard in instances where someone's in, uh, I think somebody saw him in New Haven and said, Hey, Ray, how are you? Somebody I know. Hey, Ray, how are you? And uh, you know, just completely dismissed them like like they're gutter trash. Like a homeless person. Get a job. So I'm not surprised that maybe Paul Pierce doesn't like him. But what Paul Pierce said about Deron Williams, Deron, Darren, whatever way you slice it, it's still the same. No, I think I believe it's uh, Darren Williams, correct? Darren Williams. No, I never liked Darren Williams. I thought he was a guy who always... He seemed like that classic guy that you played in like high school or on the courts with that was pretty good, but was never as good as he actually thought he was. He's just that shit talker who played maybe 75% as hard as he could, and he's got plenty of excuses after he's come to the Nets. He's, it's injuries, it's coaches. He's a coach killer. He'll kill any coach. Lionel Hollins, watch out. Watch your back. Like, I'm looking up Darren Williams here, and the first headline that comes up here, Darren Williams isn't the player we thought he was. Darren Williams stares down reporter who asked about struggling Nets guards game. Darren Williams, Nets come up short as Hawks escape, take 2-0 lead. That's Darren Williams with his painted-on beard and his painted-on hair. I don't know what he is. He makes $18.47 million a year. That's atrocious. Atrocious. That's, oh God. I, I mean, I knew he made a lot. 18.4. What were the Nets thinking? A guy with a, two bum ankles? We're, we're straying so far away from the fact with Paul Pierce. I just, I, 
Darren Williams struggles and just the player he is. That those are great. Those headlines popping up right when I read it. It's not the stares down reporter. <laughs> oh, that's Darren Williams in a nutshell. Staring down reporters, not being who he who we thought he was, and coming up short. I mean that's 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 Darren Williams. That is Darren Williams. And Paul Pierce said before I got there, I looked at Darren as an MVP candidate. That Darren being his former teammate, but I felt once we got there, that's not what he wanted to be. He just didn't want that. I think a lot of the pressure got to him sometimes. This is his first time in the national spotlight. The media in Utah is not the same as the media in New York. So that can wear on some people. I think it really affected him. And Williams gave a passionate rebuttal saying, I'm not bothered at all. Being here, I got thick skin. He has opinions, and that's fine. I can't change his opinions, so we'll leave it at that. Now, in reality, he, he answered the right way. He said, what's, what's he going to say? I'm... I, I I don't live up to the hype. I'm an underachiever. I don't try that hard. I whine. I kill coaches. I mean, it's all, it's it's he knows deep down that that it's a very fair criticism. It's a very fair criticism. I just think it's funny. Paul Pierce is a habitual shit starter. I love that about him. I know he's a he's he's a hateable guy, but I don't know. I like that sort of stuff, especially when he calls out people that actually deserve it. Definitely. In the Bulls series, which is the Chicago Bulls 2-0, every series is 2-0 except for the Clippers and Spurs at this moment that this is being recorded. I just wanted to quickly touch on Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose looks like Derrick Rose. Can Derrick Rose be Derrick Rose? We'll see. When Derrick Rose is Derrick Rose, he's Michael Jordan. No, just kidding. Derrick Rose looks like Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose looks like Derrick Rose. How many times have I said Derrick Rose in the last 15 seconds? He looks like the old guy. He's playing with more oomph going towards the basket. The the quickness is back. And I know every Bulls fan is worried that when he goes up for that shot and comes down that his fibula is going to just explode into 17,000 different pieces. And it has to be it has to be a concern. You you're, you're not human. You're not human if you don't think that or at least have that little piece of Expectate, not expectation, but piece of worry. Boy, I'm throwing out all the Francesa cliches right now in the back of your head if you're worried. If he can play like he's playing, the Bulls can beat the Cavs, who right now, let's see, they are winning 31-25. Early scores. But it's kind of pointless saying you're going to hear this and you're already going to know the score. You're already going to know the outcome of the game. But I just like to see that. I think a lot of people have ripped Derrick Rose, and they act as if he's someone like Darren Williams, who's not trying hard. The dude's leg and knees are are just spontaneously combusting, and you're acting like he doesn't have any heart. Now, he does say some dumb things sometimes, Derrick Rose, about his, maybe not dumb things, but he doesn't word them the correct way about his recovery and getting back into the lineup in a consistent basis, They're talking about how he cares about you know, life after basketball, which is fine, but people don't want to hear that. I know that sounds mean, and it sounds like you don't treat him as a human being. This is turning into a, a Diane Sawyer moment right now. Tell us how you feel. Can we bring in the, the blind dog? The Yes, the blind disabled dog who helped that person yes uh 
And the Clippers-Spurs series is the only... So, Derek Rose, let me close that up. Nice bow. I hope the Bulls continue. I was a Jordan worshiper. I was on that Bulls bandwagon as if I was a fan going back to the 60s and 70s. Then when he left, I jumped ship quicker than quicker than someone that jumped ship. But I'm really happy to see Derrick Rose playing better, and I hope it continues. The other, the only series that's 1-1 right now is the Clippers and Spurs, and I love the old man Spurs. I love them. I love their game. They just do what they have to do, and Kawhi Leonard continues to be the humble superstar. I love that guy. I love him. And the Clippers, they continue to disappoint every year. They are the team of Sports Center. They do lots of nice dunks, passes. They love to celebrate just as much as any other team. They're not excessive celebrators, but they 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 love to you know what I mean, Lob City, all that garbage. And they continue to not perform and get it done in the playoffs. I mean, Chris Paul almost reminds me, he's like Tony Romo light almost. Because he gets a bad rap of never getting past the first series or second series of the playoffs. If you look at his playoffs, if you look at his numbers, they're really, really good. Just like Tony Romo's in the playoffs. Really, really good. But there's many times in those playoff games where there's a certain instance down the stretch when they do something dumb. And they cost the team the game. Now, in football, it's more definite, more final, obviously, as the change of possession is not like it is in basketball. But Chris Paul has done dumb things down the stretch of games that lost large playoff games. Large really isn't the right adjective there. Big playoff games, important playoff games. I don't know, there's something about that team, I don't like them. So, and there's a lot I like about the Spurs. And they beat the Heat last year. So they will forever be in my heart. Thank you. I'll sign off. But uh, I also want to talk quickly. I'm going to move my chair here. <laughs> Sorry about that. All right. Uh, so Mariano Rivera and Joe Torre speak at Southern Connecticut State University last week. It was basically just a discussion about their lives, about baseball. It was hosted by Linda Cohn of ESPN Sports Center. The president of Southern Connecticut State University mispronounced Joe Torre's name. So that was a great start. Joe Torre. Torre! And you got the normal BS. Like, well, you know, what was it like playing in that game? Or or what did that mean to you from Linda Cohn? Which is the standard uh, fluff that you have to add. There were some interesting things. Both of them think that there's way too much arrogance from younger players in the game nowadays. Saying that they think the game of baseball owes them something. They come here, and Jesus, I'll tell you about Joe Torre. That guy, if they did not end that thing, he would still be talking. He 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 could put anyone to sleep. My God, I should just record that and put that next to my head as I try to get to bed. Very smart guy. The stories were good, but they could be condensed by about 75%. There was even a point where he said, and I've got a good story, Linda, if you let me tell it. He said, Joe, what's she going to say? No. And you're going to tell it anyways. But they think the game owes them something. Uh, they went. They didn't go as far as saying they don't respect the elders of the game, but they, they feel as if baseball has been waiting for them, and they're here. So here I am. Uh, Mariano talked about how there's too much celebration in the game. There's too much celebration, and a lot, he said, by closers. He thinks it's not respectful, and that's how you get into little beanball wars like they did uh, with the A's and the Royals last weekend. And Mariano also said another thing. that He stopped just short of saying David Ortiz's name. 
he said that it would be great if I had audio of all this, right? But the acoustics were bad there. You wouldn't want to hear it. You, this, it's better to listen to me. That so these guys, hitters, lean over the plate too much, take too much of the plate, and they wear the armor. And if you throw inside to them, they cry and whine. So, I mean, you know, everyone's looking around saying, you know, David Ortiz, you know, a little bit. It was just, it was interesting. The questions from the audience sucked. Um, I wanted to ask some. Joe, Mariano, are you ever worried? Um, no. Uh, I didn't really have anything to ask them, but the stupid questions. Like, Mariano, what was it like uh, passing Trevor Hoffman in the saves? Well, what's he supposed to say? Very bad. It was just terrible. Awful experience. I'd trade it for anything. He did say something interesting about the 2001 series and Game 7 that he, he, well, he didn't have to admit it. We all watched the game. He said, I'm the one that blew Game 7. And it was the most exciting game or the most exciting series I've ever been a part of. It was my favorite. It was my favorite, he said. That takes a lot of guts to say something like that, especially when you're the GOAT. But when you're as good as him, I guess that doesn't matter. But interesting interesting all along. Uh, all around. All along. All along. All along the watchtower. Uh, what else are we going to talk about? Oh, the UConn coach Kevin Ollie as the Oklahoma City Thunder did not make the NBA playoffs this year. And finally, after years of lots of people asking for it, head coach Scott Brooks was fired. Now, before that, Kevin Ollie, coach of the UConn basketball team, and coach of the Florida Gators, Billy Donovan, had been rumored to be coaches' replacements for Scott Brooks, even though he had a job. Kevin Ollie said, nope, nope, not going anywhere. I am good here. Let out a statement, which many times we all know, when they say they're not going somewhere, that is the first step to them saying, I have an announcement I'm going somewhere. So he said, I'm not interested, yada, yada, yada. Scott Brooks is fired. And the rumors come out that Ali is going, or Ali is interested. He's happy in Connecticut, but he's interested in the Thunder, which I don't know what that means. And I even heard one college basketball pundit say, they're going to offer the job to Kevin Ali and Billy Donovan. Whoever gets the call first, the other one will immediately back out. So today, there's a tweet from Kevin Alley, very confusing. He said, people can have their sources, but there's only one team I play for. Something along that line. And it was a picture of a Bible. i thoroughly confused. I don't know what that means, if he's leaving to become a monk. But he, he came out and said that, hey, I'm staying here. These sources are all they are, sources. They're lies. They're made up. So Kevin Alley will stay with the University of Connecticut as of 7.53 on 7.53 p.m. on April 23rd, 2015. Hey, uh, I think if he left, he can uh, get rid of that relationship he ever had with former coach Jim Calhoun because he was handpicked to be the predecessor for the Hall of Fame coach. We'll see what Kevin Alley can do next year. Jalen Adams will be the star next year because they need somebody. And finally tonight, we began with, I joked around and said that Deflategate, I, damn it, I said it, mother. The Wells Report on the deflated footballs, January 19th. We are still waiting for that. Now this is a, I talk about this all the time, this is an investigation that involves football with less than the standard amount of air in them, cameras, what the hell can be taking so long? The Patriots visited the White House today. Robert Kraft wore his standard 
Air Force One shoes, which I don't understand. It's like, that's supposed to be funny now. Like, the, the haha, an old man wearing shoes that young people wear. It's it's boring. It's old. And we all have to take a picture and say, oh, did you see me? He was wearing the shoes. No shit, he wears the shoes every time. And I don't understand. Why are Air Force Ones? Like, I, I, I know a little bit about sneakers. I, kn- I know my sneakers. I'm not a sneaker head, but I know my sneakers. Why are Air Force Ones... Why, why, why did we pick them as like to have? There's Jordans, there's Air Force Ones. Why Air Force Ones? Like, why not Nike Hoops, Hoops or Nike Force, Air Force, not Air Force, <laughs> like Air Force One. No, pick another shoe, any other of their popular shoes. Why does it have to be Air Force One? I know there's some sneakerhead saying, "Boy, you are a goddamn idiot. You don't know this." I'm sorry, I don't. But the absurdity in the NFL, the absurdity of the NFL. Greg Hardy, Greg Hardy, the now Dallas Cowboy uh, defensive end. He's a defensive end, right? He's on the defense. Shit. Should probably look this up, huh? Red Ticket Blues. Defender Greg Hardy is suspended, was suspended this season for 10 games. Just signed with the Cowboys, suspended for 10 games after he sat out 15 of them last year. He was paid involving an assault on his then ex-girlfriend, or his now ex-girlfriend. Now, I'm not trying to defend Greg Hardy here, but it's almost like a little bit of double jeopardy. Now, of course, he was being paid last year. Now the suspension is he's not going to be paid. Why can't there just be some sort of big fine? I, I, 25 games is, that's a lot. And it, what he did was terrible. And he sounds like a pretty awful guy. Sounds like a real rotten guy. Bad guy. Bad guy. Kind of like what's in the NFL. Bad guys. Bad guys. I don't know. It's a, what the, the, the old policy... Uh, yes, the old policy was two games for an incident like this, which was what they gave to Ray Rice and obviously caught all that backlash. Now, the new policy is a minimum punishment of six games. So why is he getting ten games? Now, I think people that do bad things should be punished. But it's the NFL, once again, not adhering to their own standards that they set. So Hardy is appealing. And if he were to win that appeal, he'd receive no less than a six-game suspension. And ironically, after 10 games, Hardy would be facing his old team as the Carolina Panthers. Now, the NFL, to make this decision, guess what they did? They did an investigation. They did an investigation in conjunction with the North Carolina State Court and found that Mr. Greg Hardy first used physical force against her, being his ex-girlfriend, which caused her to land in a bathtub. Second, he used physical force against her, which caused her to land on a futon that was covered with at least four semi-automatic rifles. Cool. Third, he used physical force against her by placing his hands around Miss Holder's neck and applying enough pressure to leave visible marks. And fourth, he used physical force to shove Miss Holder against a wall in the apartment's entry hallway. Now, he was not, he was found, the case was dismissed because she was, certainly sounded like she was paid off by him, and she couldn't be found when it came down to the nitty-gritty. They do investigation on this, which is good. I'm glad they're doing that. But the investigation on those deflated footballs, we wait. We wait, we wait, we wait. No word. The NFL just does what they want. They don't care. Eh, we'll get to it when we get to it. Leave me alone. And the schedule was released by the NFL last, what was it, what's today? Thursday was released Tuesday night, I believe. I believe. I believe. Boy, what a, what a production for the announcement of a schedule. And people are into it. 
people the obsession with football in this country is insane i love football but i love it in football season man i I can't get crazy about it like some people do maybe that's just me maybe i'll get more into it my new tv that i finally got in the door couldn't get in my car but i got in the door and i'm telling you i'm loving that thing anyways i think i've kept you here long enough now boy we're at 35 minutes I have definitely kept you here long enough. So this weekend, the Yankees versus the Mets. They stink! No, that's the old Mets. They don't stink anymore. They square off. Should be great. If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at BrianBuck13. You can listen to the show on YouTube, TuneIn Radio, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, whatever. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Leave a review because it helps the show get more exposure. Enjoy the baseball and basketball. I'm out of here. Put that in your f- pack and smoke it.